slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you talking Islanders hockey. And quite honestly, right now, very glad to be talking about an actual Islanders hockey game. Last night, the Islanders met the Rangers in Toronto in their only exhibition game to tune up for their playoff matchup against the Florida Panthers. And the Islanders skated away with a 2-1 to one win. We will have all the details. We'll talk about the game, what it meant, some of the good things we saw, some of the things they need to do a little bit better, and most importantly, what it all means for the Islanders as they get ready for Saturday's Game 1 against the Florida Panthers. So, lots to talk about with that. We'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and, again, start to focus even more on that series with the Panthers. But look, anytime you beat the Rangers, whether it counts in the standings or not, that is a good thing. And at the end of the day, the Islanders, their coaches, the players, and of course the fans have to be very happy with the outcome of this game and the way the Islanders played. By the way, if there's something on your mind that you'd like us to discuss, a topic, a question, a comment you'd like to make, you could send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date with all the latest news and notes about the Islanders. All right, let's get started with the Islanders' 2-1 to exhibition win over the New York Rangers, and a couple of things really stood out to me. First of all, no shock that Simeon Varlamov got the call in goal for the Islanders uh, as the starter ended up playing two periods, stopping all 19 shots that he faced in officially 39 minutes and 49 seconds of action, and I think the other thing that not just the fact that he stopped all 19 shots, but Varlamov did a very good job, made some acrobatic saves, showed that the rust factor wasn't going to be an issue for him. So uh, even though, you know, Varlamov had not played in an actual game since, what was it, uh, March 10th or 11th, Uh, At the same time, he looked ready, he looked spry, he looked like a player who is all systems go heading into the playoffs, played well, came up big in a few instances, and really got the job done for the New York Islanders. 
Tomas Grice played the third period, allowed only one goal in eight shots, so seven saves for Grice. The goal that he allowed, I'll tell you, wasn't something that made me feel that good. Gave up a juicy rebound, although his defensemen were MIA on that play. They just, you know, seemed to be standing around on that one and were not really blocking the Rangers out and and not going for the puck as aggressively as you would like, but at the same time, obviously, a problem uh, on that one where Grice just allowed a good rebound. Other than that, though, Grice looked pretty sharp as well, and while nothing has been announced and nothing is official as of this time, you get the feeling that uh, Simeon Varlamov will be the starting goaltender on Saturday, and obviously we'll keep you up to date as soon as we have an official announcement, but obviously it looks like Varlamov is the starter, Grice would be the backup, and we'll see uh, if that ends up indeed being the case, but the Islanders have to be pleased with what they saw from Varlamov. As for the line combinations, uh, you had Lee Barzal and Eberly as the top line, Nelson Bavillier and Bailey as the number two combination, Pajot, Johnston, and Brassard as the third line, and then Martin, Sezikis, and Clutterbuck as the fourth line. On defense, it was Pelic and Pulak, Taze and Mayfield, Letty, uh, also out there, and then you have Green, uh, Letty and Boychuk, and then Green and Dobson. So the Islanders went with the extra defensive pair for this game, and it was, I, I think, you know, working out well. We heard throughout training camp that Barry Trotz was talking about the duo of Green and Dobson and how well they were playing, and I'll say this, uh, no question about it, you know, a lot of the time coaches will say things to the media to send a message to their team to talk up guys or to encourage them to send them veiled criticism without openly, you know, being critical. But at the end of the day, uh, Barry Trotz was telling the truth when he was talking about the duo of Dobson uh, on one side and green on the other. These guys played well. They played a heads-up game, did a lot of the little things right, and uh, I don't know whether they will be a duo, whether they'll get onto the ice in game one, but I'll say this. Uh, again, with Dobson and Green, I think they might add another dimension to the team if they are in the lineup, and Trotz, even if they don't start in game one, would not be afraid to turn to that duo if any of the other players ahead of them are struggling or having a bad game because, again, you know, Dobson had an assist in this game and, you know, looked pretty darn good, made a very nice pass, and Green had an assist as well. Both of them were plus one in this contest and played good hockey. Green on the ice for 13-23, Dobson for 12-24, uh, Green most of that extra time coming on the PK. Dobson obviously wasn't featured on the PK, but 
both of those guys played a solid hockey game and certainly deserve consideration moving forward to get some ice time in this Panther series and if the Islanders win it, beyond. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about when it comes to this Islanders-Rangers game. We'll break down more of the action for you. We will also uh, talk about what it means going forward against Florida. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day. All that's still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, if you are looking for car parts of any kind, You've got to check out rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices on based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everyone. It does not require membership or an account logon. LaRockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. You can choose parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they've got everything for your car from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. It's all there in their easy-to-navigate catalog, and you can choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer You just go to the catalog, a few easy clicks, you pick what you want, and they deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Alright, so here's the, the big takeaway from this game, and and I, I think the best part about it, if you're an Islander fan, is that the Islanders played their style of hockey, and, you know, a 2-1 to one game is Islanders hockey. Islanders outshot by the Rangers 27-22, but not a lot of quality scoring chances for the Rangers, and when they got those quality chances, Varlamov especially, and then later on, Grice, were able to get the job done. So, you know, in a sense, the Islanders kind of picking up where they left off. They know the system, they play the system smart and well, and they absolutely look like they are ready to perform when this happens, you know, when the playoffs get underway. So, got to be happy. You know, in addition, the Islanders out-hitting the Rangers 25-18 to in this one. The fourth line doing what they usually do in setting the tone. And the other player who really did a lot to set the tone physically, who, you know, again, Barry Trotz was talking up in camp, but... Not just blowing smoke. Barry Trotz talking about Ross Johnston giving him a shot uh, sometimes in practice on the second line tonight or last night. He was in on the third line against the Rangers. Picked up an assist. Was a plus one. Seven hits and a block shot in nine minutes and 26 seconds of action. So if you look at that third line and, and what it kind of looks like, on the ice, 
you, you end up with Pajot and Brassard more for, you know, Pajot, a good two-way center, uh, a guy who can contribute offensively, but also be smart in his own zone. Brassard, a veteran who knows the ropes, who, who you know, best suited at center, but played very well on the wing all season for the Islanders and continued to do that in this game. Brassard, an assist and a plus one. And I, I think the other thing uh, is that Johnston gives them a more physical presence and some size to that line. And I like that combination, assuming they can continue to get some offense going. They did a good job of it in this game, and that is an encouraging thing. And again, Ross Johnston, he knew he had to go out there and be physical seven hits in this game. Very encouraging at that. The big, another big positive for the Islanders, they won... 63% of the faceoffs in this game. And that is, again, something you really want to see out there uh, from your centers. And against Florida, which is also a pretty good faceoff team, if the Islanders can win 58, 60, 63% of their faceoffs, that will put them in a very good position overall. Now, uh, special teams, we've talked a lot over the course of the uh, preview of this Islanders-Panthers series that's coming up. And you can listen to the three-part in-depth preview with Ross Levitan that we did on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday's show. But, you know, we talked about the importance of special teams. The Islanders' penalty kill did an excellent job. Rangers 0 for 3 on the power play, and the Islanders did not allow the Rangers to even register a shot on goal in their three power play opportunities. Now, one of them got cut short because the Rangers took a penalty about halfway through it. So, you know, it, it wasn't three full, you know, two-minute situations, but at the same time, when you shut them down, don't let them get any shots on goal. That's good penalty killing, and you needed to see that from the New York Islanders. They will need that in the playoffs against the Panthers. If the Panthers, who have a lot of dangerous offensive players on the power play, if they can't get going, that is an excellent sign for the New York Islanders. Meanwhile, the, the big problem the power play for the Islanders. And again, a couple of those power plays were not full two-minute man advantages, but the Islanders' power play 0 for 5 in this game, and that is discouraging. It's something they're going to need to work on. They need to get more pressure on the power play and to just move the puck a little bit better, be a little bit more organized and a little bit more... Uh, you know, more movement without the puck. It is something that has been an issue for the Islanders all season when they've struggled on the power play. You want to see more movement without the puck, and you want to see a guy in front trying to screen the goalie and get position for tip-ins and rebounds and the like. I saw a little bit of that, mostly from Anders Lee, but they really, really need more from the power play than what they showed 
in tonight's game, and that is something they have to work on. Both goals, by the way, set up by some pretty passing. Uh, one was by Green. That set up the Bovillier goal in the second period. And then a really nice feather pass from Derek Brassard that set up the Devontae's goal in the third period that made it 2 nothing Islanders. A little discouraging that they allowed the Cheadle goal with, what, three minutes and 38 seconds left in regulation time. That gave the Rangers a chance. And, yeah, down the stretch, the Islanders iced the puck just a little too often that, you know, kept giving the Rangers chances to get the puck in the Islanders' zone. But, at the end of the day, uh, the Islanders kept winning those face-offs, and that prevented the Rangers from establishing possession in the offensive zone and, you know, allowed the Islanders to prevent the Rangers from really getting some golden opportunities in those closing seconds. So overall, you got to be pretty happy about this game. We've got a lot more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day, and we'll talk a little bit more about what this game means as the Islanders prepare for their playoff matchup with the Florida Panthers. All right, so our Islanders' birthday of the day today, uh, July 30th. Happy 64th birthday to Minneapolis, Minnesota native and former Islanders defenseman Reed Larson. He started his career uh, at the University of Minnesota, played three seasons there, He was a second-round pick of the Detroit Red Wings back in 1976 and joined the Red Wings in 76-77, stayed with Detroit till the 85-86 season, played three years with the Bruins, part of a year with Edmonton, and then went on to the Islanders for part of the 88-89 season. Only 33 games as an Islander, but seven goals, 13 assists, and 20 points. In those 33 games, pretty impressive for a defenseman. Then finished up his career with the North Stars and briefly with the Sabres before heading over to Italy uh, to finish out his NHL, uh, his hockey career rather. Played a couple of games in 1994-95 with the Minnesota Moose of the IHL uh, before actually retiring from the game for his career, Reed Larson, 904 NHL games, 222 goals, 685 points, and 1,391 penalty minutes. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Islanders. Uh, we'll take you back to February 16, 1989 at the Nassau Coliseum. St. Louis Blues in town to take on the Islanders. Greg Millen was the starting goaltender for St. Louis, while the Islanders went with Kelly Rudy. And in this one, it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Brian Trottier getting his 14th of the year from Greg Gilbert and Miko Makala at 837, 1-0 Islanders. But the Blues bounced right back. Paul Cavallini, his fourth from Mike Lawler and Greg Pazlowski at 13:51 at the end of the first period. The game was all even at one apiece. The Islanders, however, breaking out in that second period with some power play goals with 
Uh, Craig Cox in the penalty box for hooking. It was Reed Larson, his eighth of the year on the power play. Assists to Brian Trache and Miko Makala at 5.07, and the Islanders led by a score of 2-1. Then the Islanders' power play gets going again. Tom Tilly in the box for hooking, and Pat LaFontaine gets his 31st of the year. Assists to Gerald Diddick and Jeff Norton. Islanders up 3-1. Alan Kerr adds to the Islanders' lead, his eighth from Mark Bergevin at 11.42, and then with exactly two minutes left in the second period, Randy Wood makes it a 5-1 to one Islanders lead with his eighth of the year, assist to LaFontaine and to Reed Larson. The Blues did try to get back into this game. They used the power play. Reed Larson off for cross-checking. Brett Hull with his 26th of the year from Paul Cavallini and Bernie Federko at 414. That made it a 5-2 game, but Pat LaFontaine answers a mere nine seconds after the whole goal. His second of the game, 32nd of the year, Brad Dalgarno and Dale Henry with the assist, 6-2 Islanders. Dalgarno gets a power play goal with a little less than five minutes left. His 11th from Reed Larson and Pat LaFontaine at 15-40. And then in the closing seconds of the game, Brett Hull gets another goal on the power play. His 27th from Federko and Peter Zezel at 1934. Final score in this one, Islanders 7 and the Blues 3. Millen pulled late in this game. Vincent Riandu actually finished it up for the Islanders. Kelly Rudy with 26 saves, but Reed Larson a goal and two assists. The big uh, point getter for the Islanders. Pat LaFontaine with two goals and two assists. Dalgarno with a goal and an assist, as did Brian Trottier. Two helpers for Miko Makala in this one as far as plus-minus went. Rich Pilon, Jeff Norton, Dale Henry, all plus-twos. While shots on goal, Alan Kerr and Pat LaFontaine leading the way with four, but a three-point game. For our Islanders' birthday of the day, Reed Larson, Islanders beating the Blues 7-3 back on February 16th, 1989, and once again, uh, a very, very happy birthday, a very happy 64th birthday to former Islander Reed Larson. All right, so just as an overall thought, this exhibition game against the Rangers, accomplishing a lot of the things that the Islanders wanted to see. Steady on defense, sound positionally. The fourth line did its job. It banged. The third line, Ross Johnston stepping up, took a bad penalty. But overall, other than that, seven hits. They got a, a goal from the third line, which is something we talked about being very important for this team. That was encouraging for Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Uh, first time he put on an Islanders uniform and actually won a game. The Islanders were 0-3-4 in the seven games he played. Now, this one doesn't count, but at least psychologically, it'll help him get that monkey off his back. You had the good goaltending, the good penalty killing, uh, and, and playing the style of play. If you were to ask before this game, what kind of style did the Islanders want to play? What kind of style did the Rangers want to play? 
the Islanders' style really was the dominant one for most of this game, and that is also a very good sign for the New York Islanders. So, a lot of encouraging things to take from this game, a few things that they do need to work on, but overall, if you're an Islanders fan, uh, Wednesday was a great night. Anytime you beat the Rangers, even in an exhibition game, it's good. Varlamov looked good. The penalty kill looked good. They played the style they wanted to play, got production from the third line. It really was overall a positive thing, and that is encouraging. Tomorrow, of course, we will talk a lot more about this playoff series. It will preview game one against the Panthers and a whole lot more. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a league-wide perspective on the National Hockey League. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and remember, let's go Islanders.